Let's get this W on three. One, two, three. to the W Podcast, hosted by Princess and Love. All right, basketball fans, welcome back to episode 11 of the W Podcast. We've been gone for a minute, but we're back with the jump off. <laughs> so welcome <laughs> back <laughs> to the podcast. Um, very excited to be talking with you guys again about all the WNBA news. Unfortunately, the regular season has ended. I'm so sad. Are you sad, Love? I am definitely sad. First of all, hi everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. It's been it's been almost a month since we even talked to each other, but a lot has happened. And one thing that's happened is yes, the season officially ended yesterday on Sunday. Um, the good thing is that we know what the playoff picture will look like, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But the season seemed to go by so fast. Like it was such an exciting season, and it's just like. Even though it started a little bit earlier, it's like, oh, no, like, we're almost done already. I know the summer just literally flew by. Today is Labor Day, so this is kind of like the mark of the end of the summer. It's like the last official holiday of the summer before fall comes. But fall is my favorite season, so I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. And I'm also very excited about the WNBA playoffs. Like you said, we will be looking at a lot of that. Um the seating. Everybody knows that we love, we just, we've fallen in love with the new WNBA playoff format. So we can go through that a little bit again, if you all aren't familiar, but um, I, I think I would be remiss if I didn't introduce myself. My name is Princess, um, joined here with my co-host Lo, as always. Um, two lovely WNBA huge women's basketball fans who love talking to you guys and bringing you the latest news across the league. Before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about some um, a bit of tragedy that has struck our country, unfortunately, and has you know really hit home for a lot of WNBA players. But thankfully, we've gotten a lot of relief so far. I'm talking about Hurricane Harvey um, that has hit down in southern Texas. It's hit, um, of course, the city of Houston, but it's hit surrounding areas like Port Arthur, Dickinson, uh, Santa Fe, Texas City, and more areas. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, some people have, there's been a few fatalities, and, you know, some people have been displaced from their homes, displaced from other family members. So it's really heartbreaking to see. And I think a little bit of a silver lining is just seeing how many people across the nation have come together to donate, to provide relief to send down feminine products, hygiene products, clothes, food, water, of course. Um, that's definitely a good sign to see um, just for the sake of humanity and us, us all coming together. And so relating it to the WNBA, um, I think, you know, we have to talk about Shanae Gumake. Her and her sister Neka are from Cypress, Texas, which is about 30 miles outside of Houston. And they love the city. And she went on Sports Center last week and was talking about how her family um, that's still down there, including her parents and her younger sisters, are actually, you know, trapped in their homes. They weren't able to get out because the water had risen so high where they were living. Um, fortunately, they're all safe, but 
it's just very, you know, inconvenient and very tough to, to move around in that circumstance. So she's really spearheaded a lot of relief efforts, a lot of donation efforts and teaming up with the Red Cross to create the Harvey Hoops Challenge. So she partnered with the Connecticut Sun um, to set up a donation effort. So for every person who attends their first home playoff game, that will be $1 donated to the Red Cross in terms of Hurricane Harvey relief. So very thankful for people who step up to the play in times of tragedy. You know, she didn't forget about her hometown and where she came from and is definitely doing a lot to contribute. Another player who's also from the Houston area is Brittany Griner, who is a proud Texan. And she, as well as the Phoenix Mercury, also put together um, some really cool events to raise money, raise awareness for the relief efforts. So one thing that I know that they did was they had like a breakfast. I think it was yesterday, actually, on Sunday, a pregame breakfast with Brittany Griner, and it was $100 a seat as well as donations accepted at their uh, home casino in the Arizona Pavilion. And also a dollar from every ticket sold was donated to the relief efforts in Houston. And by the end of the night, they raised a total of $66,100 that's going to go towards uh, the relief efforts. And also in Texas as well, um, some big news came out. The Dallas Wings played their final home game against the New York Liberty yesterday. And in addition to a, do- a dollar from every ticket being sold, being donated to the um, efforts in Houston, the game was also showcased on Tidal Live, which is, if you're not familiar with Tidal, Tidal is a streaming service that is most notably related to Jay-Z because he is one of the biggest investors in it. So that is a big move to kind of put that out there, you know, show awareness of people who would not normally have access to the game, but if you have access to Tidal, you can watch and you can support people who are just putting their money together so they can have a good time, get their mind of what's going on, but also be donated to the cause. And of course, there are teams, you know, all across the league that are donating, whether it be a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to the efforts. I think the, the entire league together and this whole sports community in general across every single professional league has stepped up and pulled their money together, their resources together, and are making sure that those down there can get the help that they need, the shelter that they need, and also begin the rebuilding process as soon as possible. So it's devastating to see what happened. Um, I have family out there and friends that weren't flooded out, but because I guess the way Houston is set up or Texas is set up, they you can't, you, you're trapped because the highways to leave the city are so flooded. You know what I mean? So maybe their homes are fine, but they can't really go anywhere because they can't travel. They can't drive there's no transportation or anything. So they're trapped. I think I have one friend who might still be here in New York. He came here for just a weekend and has not been able to go back home to his family because of what happened. So um, our thoughts and our prayers are to everyone out there who is just trying to survive right now. Uh, You know, Houston has a reputation of being just a very tight-knit community, tight-knit city. And I'm sure they will... uh, get past this and it's going to be better than ever yeah there definitely were some heartbreaking stories that came out of the city um um through the media through social media and so i'm so glad you know that people are really coming together to give especially like you mentioned across all sports arenas whether that be the nfl the nba seeing some major league soccer teams come together Uh, it does suck that you know a lot of times america only unites during times of tragedy but 
it just shows that when we do unite, how much we can care, regardless of race, sexual orientation, religion, you know, humanity is, is what is at the core. Definitely a great move by, you know, Chanae Gumake as a WNBA player to get the WNBA teams and the organization as a whole involved. So very proud of her efforts with that. You know, no surprise there with all that she's done and being a groundbreaker across the league, even at her young age. And so I guess we can transition with that from that to, you know, groundbreaking, record-breaking. A lot of record-breaking been going on the past couple of days across the league, actually. <laughs> As we've seen so often this season, uh, Sue Bird has now become the all-time WNBA assist leader. Um, so congratulations to her. Uh, big ups after that. She has such a successful career over the past 15 years, being the number one draft pick out of the University of Connecticut. She's now first in assists at 2,610, passing Tisha Pinachero, who is a point guard legend. Super amazing. She's also number four in the league in threes at 795. I actually did not know that. I had to do some research on that one. Um, just a little bit more of her resume. She's had 10 All-Stars. She's tied with Tamika Catchings, Indiana legend, um, for most All-Star appearances ever in the WNBA. Um, this past All-Star game, she set an all-time record with 11 assists in the game. She's also, very importantly, a WNBA champion, two-time WNBA champion, 2004 and 2010, and all her time with the Seattle Storm. So congratulations on an amazing career, Sue. We're huge fans of you. We love you. Keep doing big things. Some other record-breaking um, accolades that took place across the league over the past few weeks. Uh, John Quill Jones set the se single-season record for the most rebounds. Courtney Vandersloot has the highest uh, assist average in WNBA history. So could she possibly come to Sue Bird's record at some point? <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Brianna Stewart has a single-season record for the Storm with 20 plus points per game. Uh, T. Pratt also has 300 career assists so far. And Brittany Sykes, whew, Brittany Sykes has some stats. 471 points, 141 rebounds, 65 assists, and 18 blocks. Um, and she's also candidate for Rookie of the Year. So congratulations to these ladies. Um, just continue to do your thing. And I wonder with the playoffs coming up, how much more records we're going to see that are broken? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the league right now. So many people who are on the cusp of, you know, being the best in rebounds, assists, points, games played, all kinds of different things, um, different categories where you can really be successful. Like I mentioned, um, I think I said this before, I'm a huge Cappy Pondexter fan. And I'm like, if there is like a reminiscent true point guard, like she was taught by the basketball gods on how to be a floor general, how to pass, how to score, you know, how to, you know, direct traffic on the floor. She is the poster woman for that. So um, Cappy, I think, is going to sneak up and, and take, Sue's, <laughs> take Sue's title before Courtney Vandersloot does. I mean, and she's had a lot more experience as well. Coming out of Chicago, like she played on the streets. You know, like I said, she's very, very smart. So Cappy is my, like, she's 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 next up. When we talk about being next up, she's definitely next up. Um, and a quick shout out to Cappy Pondexter. She's actually going to be inducted into the Chicagoland Sports mm -hmm. Hall of Fame in October. Dope. So congratulations to her for being honored for all of her athletes so far. 
both on and off the court. Dope. Go Cap. You know, she's a fashion killer. She's a super... What? I don't know if she's doing for Fashion Week. It's next week. You know, just go to her Instagram. Go to Kappa, C-A-P-P-A 23 and go look at Cappy Pondexter's fits. Like, stuff is crazy. We definitely got to talk about, you know, the WNBA of old. Like, you know, all the records that have been broken and, you know, and people who are just passing those. But the legends that we know from the WNBA who built the brand and who built the league and, and really established that. And when you talk about that, when you bring up that conversation, you cannot forget Lisa Leslie. Um, and she's been doing big things in you know, the world of basketball. We've known her to be an entrepreneur past her WNBA career, but look at what she's still doing and still being connected to the game. Case in point, she has got a new job. She is now a head coach in the Global Mixed Gender Basketball League, which if you have not heard of that, I'm quite surprised. But that's like one of the next big things in basketball. And I love the way people are taking basketball and creating new leagues and, um, you know, taking new turns with it, whether it be the big three or, you know, a lot of international competition. But now an effort to have mixed gender, have co-ed basketball and, you know, keep it fair, keep everybody involved. So yeah, Lisa Leslie will be head coaching the New Orleans Gators, who is owned by Master P. Master P also owns the entire league in partnership with Tiny Harris. Um, and so Lisa Leslie will be taking over, like I said, the reins of the team. And the way that the league works is there are three guys and two women on the court at all times. That's the way that the co-ed, you know, system will be built. Um, and kind of creating that equity space there. And uh, Master P had some good words to say about Lisa Leslie and saying, Coach Leslie's expertise, history, and knowledge of the game will create a championship atmosphere for our team. We are excited and blessed to have her join our family. GMGB, the league, is a professional co-ed basketball league, and Lisa Leslie is no stranger to playing against guys earlier in her career. She started off playing guys from the streets to the pros. I had a chance to experience her hard work and competitiveness firsthand. I played her during the summer of my pro career. She's smart. She knows basketball, and she's a beast on the court. That's the kind of spirit we need in our Gators organization. So that is a quote directly from Master P. Um, so like I said, you talk about women's basketball legends or basketball legends across the board. you got to talk about Lisa Leslie, and congratulations to her on her new coaching venture. I forgot Master P went pro for like a split second did go pro to what team was he on the charlotte hornets <laughs> oh shoot i completely forgot when you just said that i was like wait a minute pro oh shoot <laughs> you ever see oh. that meme? it was like he was the first uh first guy to make it out the make it out the hood by being a rapper and an athlete at the same time oh <laughs> it was like a rapper. it was like a, make it out the hood being a rapper drug dealer and uh, athlete at all in the same like lifetime. Super. I'm lovely. actually checking out their website right now because I have heard about this. Um, I heard about this through an interview that Tiny did. Actually, no, I learned about this on an episode of uh, The Family Hustle, and Tiny was telling Ti about her possibly getting part ownership into the team. So this was maybe like this past or this past season was their last season. So it was this past season she was talking about it. But I'm checking out their website right now, and it looks like Angel McCartry might be a coach as well. I'll have to look more into that. Maybe she's a coach for a specific game or like a player coach, but it's showing that she's here, as well as Dominique Wilkins, Glenn Big Baby Davis. So they have a lot of NBA players. 
WNBA players, uh, some notable college players as well that are going to be a part of it. So this is this is going to be dope. And the first game is going to take place on Saturday, September 23rd at the Cox Pavilion in Vegas. So if you're in the Vegas area or in the surrounding states, you might want to check that out because this looks like it's going to be something special. Yeah, like I said, I love the way people are taking the game of basketball and expanding it to different leagues, different styles, um, tournaments, you know, however people decide to be creative with it. I am a huge fan. I would love to see Lisa Leslie play again. I know she still got it. I don't know why she's trying to front. Like, she got to be a coach when she could definitely lace up, but whatever. <laughs> she got Just, kids. She got a husband. She's like, listen, I did my time. Right. I did my part. I, I gave my contributions. Y'all take it from here. Um, so, again. Congratulations to Lisa Leslie, Master P, Tiny Harris, Dominique Wilkins. Meta World Peace is going to be playing under her for the New Orleans Gators. We all know him, formerly known as Ron Artest. Now Meta World Peace. Um, he's still a very talented player as well. So doing big things in the basketball world. Now, Ed, and look ahead to the best time of the year it's the most wonderful time <laughs> christmas september right it is christmas we ain't talking about christmas we're talking about the wnba playoffs we will soon be crowning a new wnba champion but that's not all that we will be crowning new or oh possibly it might be a, it might be a repeat mm. it might be but well, we will see another amazing WNBA Finals series very, 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 very soon. So that's what I'm alluding to. I don't know if it's a new champion or not. It could be, could be a repeat there. But um, yeah, but that's not all that we are going to be crowning. We're, the WNBA is also going to be presenting some awards. Those six awards are Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, the Most Improved Player from the previous year, the Sixth Woman of the Year, of course, the most valuable player, as well as coach of the year. So I want to ask you, Lo, before I give my take on who I'm picking, who are you picking for each of these six categories and why? Oh, okay. Got me in the hot seat. So I can't quite pick all, but I can give some. For rookie of the for MVP. Actually, no, for coach of the year, I'm going with Kurt Miller, the Connecticut Sun, because what he did with that team this year, how he turned that ship around and how they are one of the most dominant teams in the league, he hands down has coach of the year for me. And also with the Connecticut Sun, most improved player is John Cole Jones, because she is just, this is her breakout year, and we're going to see a whole lot more from her as her career continues to flourish, because she's so young, you know what I mean? Like, sure, WNBA career is so young, and look what she's done so far. So those two are my picks for that. For MVP. 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 It's pro all roads are leading to Sylvia Faust. If you listen to our interview with Roz, you knew what my pick was for MVP, but I will give it to Sylvia Faust because she's definitely – made her mark ever since she got to Minnesota. Forget this season. Ever since she got to Minnesota, she's made her mark. And this year, she just had a chance to really flourish and show why she's one of the biggest assets on the team, why she's such an anchor on the team. And uh, honestly, those are the, oh, Rookie of the Year? I think I may go with Brittany Sykes for Rookie of the Year. But those are my picks so far. How about you? Well, I... um. 
I don't know. I I know. I don't know. I'm acting like that. You know. I know. know (laughs) This question is your question. So you know exactly who. You wanted to debate me today. I could tell you did. I did not want to debate you today, but we got to get the conversation going because it's always so, so, so important. Um, Okay. So for rookie of the year, I am, I am, I'm split. I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that I am split right down the middle between Alicia Gray of the Dallas Wings and Brittany Sykes of the Atlanta Dream. Here's why. Alicia Gray has, she started out the first two months of the season as Rookie of the Month. Um, And Brittany Sykes has followed up these past two seasons as Rookie of the Month. Um, She's done an amazing job. You know, you, you, mentioned her stats earlier how she's transformed Atlanta Um, she's a talented player she has so much you know going for herself so much with her development so much growth and then when they get Angel back next year her Tiffany Brittany that whole core is going to dominate the only thing is that you know they didn't make the playoffs this year and I think that will factor into um, a little bit of the league's decision. Dallas is going to have more opportunity for Alicia to play, to shine, see her game, um, a little bit more than Brittany's, you know, was. But, oh, man, I, w- I, I talked to Brittany when they visited Washington, and sh- I was like, you know, how do you feel about, you know, your Rookie of the Month honors compared to, you know, Alicia Gray's? Is it a competition? Are you trying to – are you trying to get these under your belt as well? She was like, look, the only thing that's going to stick for me is rookie of the year. I don't want all the extra stuff. When she said it like that, I knew that's something that she was going for. You know, that was her plan. She was trying to do her best to contribute to her team, but she also wanted to contribute to her legacy at the same time. So if you can tell by the way I'm talking, I want Brittany to win um, by her talent, but I just, I don't know. I don't I don't really know exactly how that one's going to go. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean defensive player of the year I definitely think we have to give that to Elena Beard of the Los Angeles Sparks um if we all just watch their you know primetime ESPN game uh against the Minnesota Lynx you can see how she literally picked that team apart whether it be in steals whether it be in blocks she blocked a big shot from um Renee Montgomery who was going to pull up from the three and Elena was like nah get that out of here so she blocked the shot picked it off and you know scored in transition She's been doing kind of th- things like that all year. She has such active hands, active feet. You know, she's done an amazing job on the the defensive end to help the Sparks get where they are. So I definitely think we have to give that to Elena, the most improved player. I agree with you. I'm not I'm not debating with you today. <laughs> I definitely has to be Jonquil Jones um, in her sophomore season, in her progression, in her growth, um, being able to shoot the three, put the ball on the floor rebound attack the glass you know the numbers that she's been putting up she now holds the single season record for the most rebound she's done that in her second year and I think that award there is really going to solidify her like you said as well a bit of a tandem with her amazing work as well as Alyssa Thomas Jasmine Thomas Courtney Williams I definitely think you have to contribute coach of the year to Kurt Miller and all that he's done in Connecticut they had some huge wins this year especially on the road against uh, Minnesota, against New York, you know, we got to see against Washington, like, you know, we got to see some 
really good and very hard contested games that they ended up winning. The sixth woman of the year, that one I am completely stuck on. I'm thinking Renee Montgomery will probably take that one. I think she won back in 07. Um, and she stepped up for the links a lot with uh, Lindsay Whalen's injury, her being out. Um, and I think that's important to note. You know, they have had their struggles. The month of August was not good for Minnesota, but, you know, Renee tried her best. And she's always been, you know, a good scorer, a good person to come off the bench and kind of complete what they have going there. And last but certainly not least, from most valuable player, Sylvia Fowles drops Mike. You know, leading the league, um, being in the top three in scoring and rebounds and blocks you know, and doing all that under averaging 30 minutes a game, most valuable player, definitely. For sure. Can a whole team get most improved player? No, a whole team cannot get most improved player. I would give it to Connecticut if they could. Like if it was a team of the year thing, I definitely would give it to them. Why don't they have most improved team? That would be nice. Most improved team, but not most valuable. You said MV, MV, MVT. Most valuable team. Oh, that would just shake the table, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's the champions. That's the most valuable team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you guys can get two awards. You either get the championship or you get none. That's right. it. When you when you are the champions, you get most valuable team in the story. Mm-hmm. As of today, Labor Day, with the playoffs starting in two days. So round one, we will see the Connecticut's excuse me, well, you'll see the Seattle Storm face the Phoenix Mercury, and you'll see the Dallas Wings face the Washington Mystics. The winner of the Mystics-Wings game will then see New York, also in single elimination, and the winner of the Mercury-Storm game will face Connecticut, also single elimination. And those games will take place on the 10th, which is next Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So... We're not going to go to the finals just yet. Let's just start with these two matchups. At these two matchups, who do you think will come out victorious? Dallas was just in Washington about about a, about a week ago and, and pulled out a win on the road. Um, and, of course, Washington will be hosting this matchup here um, Wednesday on ESPN2. So if you have the ESPN app or if you just have ESPN2, make sure you watch. Are you uh, going? I am going to this game on Wednesday. Yes. Be there correspondent. Yes, Wednesday at eight PM. I would definitely be there um, for the Mystics and Wings. How could I not? Um, But yeah, so Dallas, like I said, just you know got a win on the road, but that was without Elena Deladon. They have not won yet since Elena Deladon's return. You know the Mystics are still trying to figure some things out at this point. It's do or die, and I think when you have home court advantage, when you have the type of fans that they do, I think that can bring a lot out of the team. They got to get um, they got to get involved offensively. You know, a lot of times their defense is good, but their offense, if they're not knocking down shots, it kind of falls apart. So I might go with the upset here. I might say that the Dallas Wings will come in and steal a win. Um, they did a very good job. Glory Johnson did a really good job. Um, of course, Skylar Diggins Smith contributed a lot on the ball. See, I will have to say that, you know, Dallas might go ahead and head back to Texas with this, with the win there. Yeah, we talk about Phoenix and Seattle, the other single elimination game on Wednesday night. 
I'm going with Phoenix. Definitely mm-hmm. going with Phoenix. They have, you know, both teams have finals experience, but Diana is going to really, you know, bring that dog out of her in the playoffs when you when you definitely need her to. I don't think they finished as high as they would have liked. Um, they did move a spot ahead of Washington, which, you know, they did that late in the regular season for that seating position. But her and Brittany Griner, you know, Danielle Robinson, the core that they have there, I think will definitely pick Seattle apart and get a win in Phoenix. Uh, that's the one that I already knew. I, when I saw that matchup, I said, okay, so the Phoenix Mercury are going to be facing us <laughs> in the <laughs> Connecticut sun because I think the Mercury is just such a uh, – as a whole, their team is just so complete, whether it be defensively, whether it be offensively, as well as just experience, like you said. And then you have that X factor in Diana Taurasi, who is just when she gets going and she gets that fire up under her, everybody follows suit. So I definitely see her them coming out and facing the Connecticut Sun. As far as Dallas, I think I may go with you and pick Dallas out of this one. I think, but I don't know if it's going to be an upset. Well, yeah, okay. If we're talking about seeding, then yes, that is an upset. But I think just in general, they're quick. They're hungry. You know what I mean? I, I The Mystics have been playing very well, too. Don't get twisted. But I, I see the wings coming out of this one. I don't see it being a blowout. I see it being very, like, down-to-the-wire game. But I do see the wings coming out of this and making it to the next round to face the New York Liberty. And then I see the Liberty taking down the wings and then i see the mercury taking down the connecticut sun not just not because the connecticut sun aren't great obviously they're an amazing team i just think experience is gonna is gonna win in that particular setting because connecticut sun are very young you know what i mean so i think experience is gonna be the winner and the deciding factor in that one you disagree i have to disagree you know why you're looking at me like that Yes. <laughs> nah. Guys, if you saw the face she just made, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, why is she looking at me? And she's going to make me like, mm, you need more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I, I really can't. I can't be like, you know, John Cole Jones is going to go for 30, or, you know, Thomas's. I, I know they're not sisters or related, but I like calling them the Thomas's because it's easier. You know, when they match up in the, in the backcourt, you know, they're so productive. And I just see them coming out on top. Like I know Phoenix has the finals experience and I know Connecticut is is young and still trying to figure some things out, but they, they've got their thing figured out. They figured that out in June, you know, and have come together and really, you know, been the team to be. So I got to see Connecticut. I see Connecticut, you know, finishing over Phoenix. Anything further, don't quote me because I'm not, I don't know, but. They might be the they might be this year's Cinderella team through the regular season and through the playoffs. That's what I gotta say. Are you, are you saying that you could see the Connecticut Sun making it all the way? I, I told you I was like past that. Don't quote me. Like I don't know. I can't, I can't give you a, a an analysis on that one. But I do know. I do have a funny feeling in my pinky toe that <laughs> Connecticut will be. You know, <laughs> What though? If you have a funny feeling of pinky toe, you mean you need to change your shoes. 
No, that means <laughs> <laughs> if you got a when you're from the country, if you got a funny feeling in one of your uh extremities, that means something good's gonna happen. You either gonna get some money or whatever you guessing is working. <laughs> so that is our playoff predictions. Congratulations to the teams who've made it. Best of luck. And I can't wait to see. I can't wait for the finals. Not that I want the season to went to uh to end already. I don't. But I just really want to see like what finals matchup we get. You look back to last season and like the the playoff structure is what made it so good. That's why it's like okay, it's definitely a shoe in to be really good this year too. So I I feel you. I'm excited for the finals too. Whoever makes it, you know, some people think it's going to be a rematch, but that's never a guarantee. Two of the last teams that people expect to be standing are the Los Angeles Sparks and the Minnesota Lynx. One of the Minnesota Lynx veterans has announced that she will be retiring at the end of this year. That veteran is the one and only Planette Pearson. Um, She will be hanging up her sneaks and calling it a career. And what a career it's been. you got to look at Planette Pearson and recognize her as a very smart, a very strong competitor. Uh, and for all the teams that she's played for, most notably um, when she won her championships with the Detroit Shock in 2006 and 2008. Across her career, she's averaged 9.6 points. Um, like I said, she's now with the Minnesota Lynx, still contributing, um, coming off the bench. And in 2007, I think this is really, I think this is really important to note as part of her, you know, career highlights and resume, is that she won the first ever Sixth Woman of the Year award. Uh, which is definitely a big honor just to be, like I said, off the bench contributing, big numbers, rebounds, um, really making women have to work in the post. That's what Planette is known for. Um, and, you know, Cheryl Reeve hinted that, you know, she would be a great coach. Like I said, she's very strong. She's very smart. Has a high basketball IQ. She listens. Um, Cheryl Reeve said that she trusts her. And she's like, that's a very high honor when you're playing at this level for a coach to to have of you that that trust so i think that's really big um so planet pearson congratulations on a great career she may go out with a a championship so far that's the only person who announced uh that they're retiring this season you should have done it at the beginning of the season and had a little bit of a farewell tour because you know real, real wnba fans who have been watching the league for even you know two or three years recognize planet as a very great contributor to the game and to the league as a whole she could have had a, a nice little farewell tour and just soaked up the celebrity a little bit she definitely deserves it i don't know we'll see what happens at the end of the season maybe the links might do a little something special for her maybe they might dedicate one of the playoff nights to her and her contributions and things like that yeah shout out to planette i remember when i was like a kid i don't even know if i was a little kid but when um you know, that, that fight happened between her, Lisa Leslie, and Candace Parker. Um, and it was a messy fight. That thing was crazy. <laughs> it was Malice at the Palace Part 2. If you all aren't familiar with the first Malice at the Palace, that's on the NBA side. And then there's Malice at the Palace 2.0, which was Planette Pearson, um, Candace Parker, Lisa Leslie. It was, it was very ugly. But, you know, not saying that her career should be built on that. But that's just... That's a memory that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. She about that life. She ain't finna play with you. She's like, I don't come for her or her teammates. Yo, she's about that life. And it will connect. And it will connect. It will. 
Speaking of the Lynx, congratulations to them. The All-Star Game is heading to Minneapolis next season. You know, I think a lot of, like you said, Planet's retiring. A lot of other Lynx players are coming up on the the horizon of, of their careers. And I think, you know, it's way overdue. All the success that the Lynx have had and all the love Minneapolis has shown that team, it's way overdue. I think it's the first time in the franchise history that they have an All-Star Game there. And it's going to be in a newly renovated Target Center. So I cannot wait to see what it looks like. It's going to be on July 28th, 2018, uh, which is my birthday weekend. And it'll be fun. But Minneapolis is a cute city. I went there two years ago for three. Y'all haven't heard of the time that we missed the chance to see Prince and go to Paisley Park. Go back a few episodes and hear our sad little story. Yeah, we went to, we had a conference and we decided that we were too cool. We're terrible. We're too cool for Prince's house. We're terrible people for that. Well, hopefully this year they, you know, they may open it or allow people to come, and then I'm definitely going to go this year, um, next year. Excuse me. Congratulations to them. What else has been going on in the WNBA since the last time we spoke? A lot's happened. I breathe the same air as Lisa Borders. I meant to tell you that. I didn't meet her. She was doing a lot of like talking, shaking hands, kissing babies, and stuff. So I, you know, let her do her thing. But I was like, oh my gosh, Lisa. Remember when I saw Isaiah Thomas and I was like, he looked like money, like he looked <laughs> good. <laughs> Lisa yeah. that same. That same aura. Madam President is in that same category. She looks amazing. I was like, wow, she looks so good. She's um, very, she's very polished. She's very classy. Very like social though. Like she'll, if you talk to her, like she'll definitely have a conversation with you. She's definitely approachable, always has a big smile. But yeah, she does look like old black wealth. <laughs> that established black wealth. Yeah, that, like she, she's that, been doing it for a long time. Right, and it ain't going anywhere for a few generations. <laughs> exactly. Where did yeah, you see her at the game? Yes, um, it was the Dallas Wings and Mystics game a few weeks ago. It was actually the, the 26th. Um, of August and saw her and I was like Lisa and then I think the next day she was in LA for a Sparks game or she was somewhere I saw her yeah the Sparks and the Lynx play that next night so she went by coastal that quickly from DC to to LA uh, I thought it was you know really great for her to to stop through Washington next time I see her, I'll definitely meet her and hopefully some of that old black wealth look will rub off on me I know, because that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like Lisa Borders. Say that. <laughs> I'm trying to claim that. I'm trying to look just like that. Uh, what else has happened? Oh, shout out to the LA Sparks for that Beyonce redo. I was at work, and I, and I just randomly checked my phone, and I just see all these tweets all over the screen. I'm like, what is this? And then I just saw, I didn't even hear the song because I'm at work, so I couldn't play it. And I just saw all the girls looking makeup done, hair done. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I stepped outside and I let the music play. And I was just like, this is, this is a lot. This is amazing. So shout outs to them for that. And I love how they incorporated the tweets in there. I thought that was like just a, the biggest like, a way to shut up the haters it's like okay you can say whatever you want you can feel how you feel we do but we're still fly we're still gonna do it we're still gonna get this championship this year and there's nothing that you guys are gonna tell us about it los angeles sports players of course but you had cameos from holly Rowe, carrie champion can we talk about aunt holly Rowe looking fly as ever 
He looked good. And in the back, um, sorry by Beyonce was playing, which of course is I ain't sorry. Candace Parker hit up the middle fingers for a second, you know, middle fingers up, put them hands high. You know, it was just real cool. Like you said, and with the mean tweets, everything from go back to the kitchen, nobody watches women's basketball, a little stupid stuff like that. They definitely were like, like you said, we're here doing our thing. We're here to stay and y'all can kick rocks. So that video is actually up on our Instagram at the W podcast on Instagram. Um, Make sure you follow us and you can watch that video and, you know, watch the sparks vibe out a little bit. It was dope. They talked their ish on that one. Yeah. And speaking of Beyonce, today's a national holiday. It is Queen Bee's birthday, September 4th. We love you, Beyonce. Happy birthday, Beyonce. Happy birthday, B. Yeah. So we're picking a Beyonce song for the end of today. So yeah, since today is the national holiday, I think it's only fitting that we go out to my good old girl, Beyonce. Um, So thank you all for listening to episode 11 of the W podcast. We, of course, will be back next week with playoff updates. So many fun things to talk about because there's always amazing things to talk about. Um, Don't forget, you can reach out to us on social media, on Twitter at the W podcast underscore or on Instagram, on that good old IG at the W podcast. So I am Princess here with my co-host Lo. Bye, everybody. Oh, make sure you follow us on our other social platforms as well. I am at, at Beyond the W on all social media. And Princess is at Princess B Streeter mm-hmm. on Instagram. Instagram. And shout out to you. Beyond the W got 500 followers. So can we talk about it? Let's yes. talk about it. I'm excited. Um, I'm trying to get my social media game up, guys. So I need everyone to follow me on social media and let them know that Beyond the W exists. There's a platform like like that for people who want more than just you know the the regular stats and highlights. You know, we try to keep uh, abreast of all the other things that the players have going on outside of the game. So I have some really big plans for next season. Um, so I will begin to work during the off season. So if you want to be in the know and be the first to experience what I'm trying to do and implement next year, follow us on social media at Beyond the W and follow on Princess as well. Bye. Trying to hold me up I ain't picking up